today on The Breakdown, Doug Polk and Phil Ivey are playing in a huge tournament, a $250,000 buy-in tournament, and we are four-handed at the Aussie Million Super High Roller. These guys are going to play quite the hand against each other. We're going to take it apart right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. All right, right, right. Oh, wait, oh. that's British. Yeah, do it, do Australian. Um, you have to push it to the edge. I feel like that was South African. Go to go to the edge. No, that, the edge thing. That's South African. No, no, edge is not. No, actually, edge is New Zealand. That's not South. That's not South. It's New Zealand. Right up to the edge is New Zealand. I know that. I knew. I knew a kiwi once. Okay, they're delicious. I mean, the fruit. What? Come on. Are you a cannibal? That was the joke. You're a cannibal. Okay. Sorry. Everybody heard it. I apologize to everyone for that very bad attempt at humor from me. I don't even, I can't even, I'm not going to bring Grant on, in on this. That's all me. Yeah. What apologize. the hell, man? Our listeners expect more than there that. Is, there is, there's, I mean, listen to the last Monday show. It was great. Very funny. The River of Salsa. <laughs> like, uh, this is, that's what we do. That's us normally. <laughs> yeah. I'm the one who came up with the River of Salsa. You're the guy who made that joke. Yeah. So remember that. I'm, next time, uh, next time we're head. distributing poker guys payments. <laughs> Let's remember that. Yeah, um, yeah. So this hand, huge buy-in, obviously two hundred fifty k buy-in. It's Aussie two fifty k, so it's more like a two hundred k buy-in. Right, pretty big, still, still big, still decent sized. Yeah, um, and we are four-handed, so you know things are on the line it's here. It's a, uh, a table full of luminaries. It's Mike McDonald and Sir Watts, as long along with these two guys. That's like whoa. That's pretty good. I would feel if I was at that table like the fish in the game by a lot. Not okay. by like maybe I'm the fish. I'd be like, God, why am I here? <laughs> but, you're, but you're in the money. You're happy. Yeah, actually, I'd be thrilled. Yeah. Be like, I'm just going to play super high variance. Clearly, I'm just going to re-raise all the time with anything because, I mean, let's get it in, boys. And I'm not going to call it in. I'm just going to move in Don't do the boys thing. That's so Phil Helmuthy. And whenever yeah. Phil Helmuth does it, it's so gross where he's like, it's time to play some poker, boys. I'm like, Jesus, Phil, what is wrong with I'd you? I'd be doing that in my head only. I wouldn't be saying Ugh, that. It's disgusting. Anyway. I would say, boys, I'm going to show you the nuts. I'm just going to show you the nuts. That's what Phil always says. Yeah. So this uh, Phil Ivey is impressive in the Aussie Millions. During this time period, he had like been crushing all of these Aussie Millions tournaments, yeah. just yeah. doing well in all of them, right? Because we, we did another Phil Ivey Aussie Millions hands like a uh, few years ago. Yeah, from, and that was from, from a, a different 250K buy-in. That's, I think he won that one, right? That was the one where Ike Haxton bluffed him on the turn. Right. Uh, but Ivy ended up going back and winning anyway, right? Won. It didn't matter. In yeah. The end. He's like, I'm still Phil Ivey. And that was 2014. This is from the 2015 by the so, way, other Phil Ivy news, those of you who are listening to this, this is the future now. You'll get a sense of when we're recording this, I guess. But it just came down that Phil Ivy ultimately did lose the judgment against the casino in the edge sorting case. The seven. Oh, I thought he had million. lost a while ago. I think it was appealed and things like that. But ah. it just got the final appeal, I think, was denied, and he has officially lost. Well, that's kind of BS, but whatever. The, uh, I think it was because the, um, the, the regulations state that the casino games are, have to be games of chance. And so when he brings anything at all that's a, quote, edge, it's not a game of chance. Yeah, it's a game of chance where the casino has an edge. Right, but the casino's like, we all know this. This is very open. We're very open about our edge, and that's the deal. So that's what the players are signing up for. So anything else is not what they're signing up for. And they won. They won. Yeah, but it's so stupid because it's not like he's really bringing any sort of illegal edge. He's just using what they give him. It's their cards. It's their cards. I mean, in fairness, he is sort of tricking the casino a little bit, right? Yeah. 
So that's, I think, probably part of the thing. It isn't like they, if they knew what was going on, they wouldn't say, sure, keep doing it. Whatever. I get why casinos are the way they are, but I got a real problem with the, like, you're not allowed to count cards thing. Like, screw you. It, well, it wasn't a counting cards I know. Thing. I know. But it's similar. It's sort of similar. It's a little bit different. They asked for a particular deck. They asked them to be turned a particular way so they could see because they then knew what the cards were. I mean, you know. All right. That's a little different than counting cards where at least you have, you have an expectation of what, what's left in the Whatever, deck. Whatever. You versus... set me off on a different rant. I did. You did it. All right. That's fine. I understand why the casinos do it, to be clear. But yeah. still, come on. I mean, they're supposed to fight it. I actually thought Phil Ivey was going to win this ultimately, but he did not. And I'm sure he's a little salty about that. Well, yeah, that was, what, $12 million? Uh, 7.7 million pounds or euros, one of those. That's pretty, pretty it's like 8 million hefty bucks. chunk of money there. Yeah, even for Phil Ivey, that's a lot of, that's a lot of, uh, a lot of geese, as the kids say. A lot of what? A lot of geese. Geese? No, geese. Like keys, but with a G and a Z at the end. Geese. Look at all that geese he's got. I have no idea. Is what he going that... to the strip club with all that geese or what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool. Um, anyway, speaking of lots of money, that's what we're playing for here on the Aussie Millions 250K. This was suggested by three people. I know one of them. Okay, go ahead. Alex Trembath. That's correct. Yes. Also, Joshua Spanier and Philip Hydefors. Yes. And uh, they, they did it on the old Twitter machine. They used uh, the Twitter machine to let us know. We are, of course, at Two Poker Guys, the number two poker guys. What you got to do if you want to put in a hand suggestion is just send us the YouTube link of the hand. And, of course, timestamp it. Or if it's just the hand, that's fine. But so that we don't have to go searching for it because we ain't going to do it. We are lazy. Also, come on. Yeah. We got other things to do. We kind we of. We got lazy. We're super busy. Can you, can you tell them that, Grant? We're really busy, guys. Thanks. That's better sounding. Um, yeah, we got this model UN thing we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. Okay, so these guys are super deep. At least the people who are going to be involved in the hand, Poke and Ivy. Poke starts the hand off on the button. He has two point five million at twenty four k big blind. That's a lot. He's the effective stack between the two guys. Twenty four k. So he's got over a hundred blinds four handed. Wow. Yeah. That's a deep, well-structured tournament. Yeah. I guess you pay 250 k that's what you get. I guess Although that's so. not always the case. A lot of the EPT high rollers were a bit turbo-y compared to even their main events because they wanted to keep the whales in. The whales didn't want to play the super deep structure. Exactly. They yeah. don't want to play three days. They want yeah. to play one day or maybe a day and a half or yeah. something. Yeah, which is understandable. Three days is a long Right, time and some play. of them understand that they have less of a chance to win if the structure is deeper because the pros will just chop them down. That's right. Yeah. That's right. They Absolutely. Turbo is to their benefit. Right. Anyway, this is clearly not a turbo, and that's why the four remaining players are luminaries, as you would say. Probably. As I would say, as I have said. All right, so Poke with 2.5 million on the button, over 100 bigs, has ace four off, ace of spades four of diamonds, and he raises to 55K. Nothing to say here. Nope. Okay. Folds to Ivy in the big blind, who has 2.8 million, and 10 nine off, 10 of clubs, nine of diamonds. He flats. Nothing to say here. Nope. Why the hell is this a breakdown hand? It's not a breakdown hand. It's a, it's a prank. Pronk? Yes, as uh, the boys would say. Yeah, he got pronked. <laughs> that's entirely too much tuna. Yes. There's a camera over there. There's a camera over <laughs> no, there. No, I say where the cameras are. <laughs> okay, anyway. If you know what we're talking about, good for you. Yeah, and if you don't, you know what? Don't, not good for you. Bad for you. Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the pot is 134,000 heading to the flop. The flop is 10 of hearts, 3 of spades, deuce of diamonds. This means Ivy's flopped top pair with a medium kicker, and Polk has flopped a gut shot with ace high. Correct. So Ivy checks. Wouldn't really expect much else. No. Polk decides to check back. That's interesting. You'd expect him to bet this board. I mean, I don't know that I would, actually. This is a board that's better for the big blind defending range, for sure. When Polk's on the button? 
I mean, he's got a showdownable hand that has some equity. It's fine to check back. Like that's right? a different point. Why you said? I'm saying I don't know that I would expect him to bet this. You said it's better for the big blinds range than pokes. Yeah. And then you talked about pokes actual hand. We're talking about ranges. Right. It's better for I. You don't think this is better for Ivy's range? I would like you to elaborate. Okay. Um, the kinds of hands Phil Ivy's like. Polk is going to have less four fives in his range than Ivy's going to have. You don't think he has all four fives? I think he has four five suited and not four five off. I think he has four five off. I don't know. That On the button? True. Against Phil Ivy when they're super deep? Really? I think he does. And Mike McDonald in a small blind? I don't know if he's opening that, that trashy a range. He's GTO. I don't think he's opening four five off. All right. Maybe not. And that means he probably doesn't also have five six off either. So he doesn't have the gut shots. Like, just doesn't have that many baby cards in his range. They both have a lot of tens in their range. Ivy probably has a few more tens. Ivy probably has like the the seven tens offs of the world, and I don't know if Doug does. But besides that, they're pretty similar ten wise. Yeah, that's my thought anyway. All right. Well, Polk has a lot more pocket pairs. Of course. I mean, Polk has got, as you like to say, the top end of the range. Polk's got crushed. Yeah. But I think overall, Ivy's got more connections with this board. Well, like, so Ivy doesn't really even have. You would expect Polk a set to of tens. Check very back often. this board against Ivy most of the time. What'd you say? You'd expect Poke to check back this board. I would. Wouldn't, would you not? I don't know if I would. And okay, I know Poke is GTO. Yeah. But from a more exploitative perspective, which maybe Poke doesn't take any consideration of, but most players do. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's hard to hit this board. It's yes. a rainbow 10 deuce three board. It's how about, very hard. How about winning right now? Also, we have a lot. We, we don't have a lot of equity, but we have equity when we get called. We have with, reason. I mean, we we assume if we hit our ace, we're usually good. If we, we had a five, a five like, is yeah. obviously good, right? yeah, or almost always good, right? And sometimes a four would be good too. That's correct. Yeah, that's correct. So um, that's fair. So we could sort of semi bluff it. At the other side of the course is we actually have a showdownable hand that we would hate to get blown off of. When and if we think Ivy and Ivy might be this kind of a guy at least some of the time to just be like, "That's my board, not yours." I raise with that with a lot of things. All right. So that, you, that'd be a reason to check back. So this is an important question that I'm going to ask here. Okay. Do you think Poke, from because he's so GTO, is universally checking this board no matter what his hand is? I think that's a good question. I don't know if he's universally checking, but I would guess he's checking with most of his range here. How okay. That? Maybe not all of it. Maybe the the hands that have no hope, which are some hands like I mean, six six eight or something. Yeah, something like that. And maybe like the nuts, like he's got two tens. Maybe he's betting that in the and a few and maybe maybe sets. Maybe not all sets, but some sets. I feel sets. like two tens is the worst part of your strong range to bet here. I hear you. I hear you. Um, fair enough. But maybe so. Like maybe one of the sets, maybe like a set of trays he's betting and checking back the other two sets also. I'm just guessing here. I don't know what he's doing. Neither do I. Um, well, I would but, guess he's mostly checking back here. Okay, that's going to be important because Ivy is not a GTO guy. He's an exploit guy. Big time. And that might play into how he reads into the way Poke is playing, even if he knows Poke is... In name GTO, it might be hard for Ivy to get out of that mode of thought. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be important later in the hand is why I bring yeah. it up. Um, all right, so they both check. I mean, it's possible Doug is also betting his betting all his air, checking back all his medium showdown value, and betting all his real value. And that's sort of like another way that p- players play a lot, right? Yep. And, and um, if that's the case, then that changes things later as well. Yes. Uh, you'll see what I'm saying, guys. All right. What, so, a, what a teaser. So it goes check, check. It's like The Last Jedi right now up in here. Yeah. It's like, what? Don't give anything away. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen the teaser. All we know is Mark Hamill's in it. Okay. That, it's I, just I, a still shot of Mark Hamill. Great. Yeah. I'm okay with that. And then, oh, the and, thing. Oh, <laughs> Just don't almost, say anything. But the, but the thing that went in his brain. Okay. Never mind. It was a slug. Um, so 
Anyway, we go check, check. And a place where you might not want to check back to flop if you're going to play a little bit more exploitative than Doug Poke would be Nitrogen Sports Poker Room. Why is that? Because um, sometimes you want to bet the flop. I don't know. You don't know? Why Why don't you know? Because I'm, I'm a poker guy. I just say things. I don't actually mean them. Mm. But I do mean this thing I'm about to say, though. So this is con- contrary we, how to... How can we distinguish? I don't know. But what you should do is sign up for Nitrogen Sports Poker Room and use the link in the description of this podcast when you do it. Okay. Explain why, Jonathan. Maybe you should do the ad for once. Maybe I'll do it. Okay. I mean, I've been mostly letting you do it for a really long time. Okay. Well, the reasons why are plentiful, Grant. First of all, of course, nitrogen moves at the speed of Bitcoin because it uses Bitcoin, which is awesome because it means you get super fast deposits and withdrawals, like five to 15 minutes is what we're talking That's about. That's pretty good. It sucks when you can't get your money off and it usually takes a long time to get your money off these online poker sites. It's just not the case with nitrogen. There's no dilly-dallying around. There's no red tape to get through. They just send you your money right away. Actually, you send yourself your money because you yeah. have control of it. So that's awesome. Um, of course, using the link in the description gets you into awesome things like Poker Guys free rolls, Poker Guys bounty tournaments, other cool Poker Guys promotions that are coming that we're not sure of what they are yet. But there's always something we're doing with nitrogen, and you get access to those things, which you otherwise wouldn't. And that's pretty sweet as well. Am I wrong, Grant? Uh, you're not wrong. Well, that's great. So you got to use the link in the description, though, to sign up. Otherwise, who are you? You're nobody. That's who you are. Yeah. You're nobody. You're less than nobody. And nobody has it on you, okay? Nobody is your boss. Does that mean you achieve nirvana? Because like, I mean, if you're if you're Arya Stark, maybe that's no. I'm I'm, I'm speaking like classic Buddhism, buddy. Oh yeah, you I know, was like, speaking. You, you relinquish your attachments. Five. You're capable of just completely detaching yourself from everything, <laughs> everything tactile in every way. And maybe maybe you shouldn't use the link if you want to achieve nirvana. I mean, who wants to achieve nirvana? Nobody though? wants There's to. There's nowhere to go from I there. I mean, what is it? It's not 1997. Exactly. We don't want to achieve nirvana. I mean, do they have movies in nirvana? I don't think they do, bro. Yeah, I got to see the, the next movie. I mean, Star Wars. <laughs> so anyway, use the link in the description to sign up for Nitrogen. That would be great. Okay, cool. So 10 deuce, 3 rainbow flop. I went check, check. Ace, 4 for poke. 10, 9 for ivy. Turn is the deuce of hearts. Yep. There is still 134,000 in the pot. Ivy now is going to start to try to get value for his 10. He bets sure. 75K, about half the pot, a little bit more. I don't really see anything to talk about here. No, this would be this is a very standard bet here by Ivy would, Philip. Ivy would probably bet with his eight highs as well here, although he might not if he assumes Poke's going to call a lot. I'm not I sure. Mean, he might barrel twice with his eight highs. Yeah. He probably thinks he would have to bet barrel twice, but... This is still Ivy's board, especially after Doug checks the flop, right? Right, we, and the, we'd deu- assume. the deuce is in Ivy's range. He could have trips yeah. now. Now, we don't know why Doug's checking the flop, like we were saying. Maybe yeah. he's always checking this flop. But all the times he isn't, he has a, often has a medium showdownable hand, like we saw at the World Series all the time, right, Grant? Yeah. And we know if we're going to bet the turn, we better have it or be prepared to bet twice because they're usually not folding. Right. That's correct. So what do you want to do with Doug now? I mean... We check the flop, and we have a showdownable hand, and we have other kinds of equity. It seems crazy to do anything but call to me. What do you think? I agree. I think if we raise, we're not telling a great story. No. We uh, could, I mean, we could have trip deuces. But... We could. We could. That's the type of hand we might check back the flop with. Yeah. Right. But usually we're just going to call with the majority of our range that continues here. I agree. And we could be ahead. So Yeah. I mean, I th- we're calling specifically because we could be ahead, right? Yeah. That's why we would call rather than fold. If we... King nine off, we just fold here, right? I think so. But ace high with the gutter, with the with the additional equity of the gutter, I think is a pretty clear call. Also, we don't just want to get in the habit of checking back the flop with ace high, having the board pair on the turn and just folding to Ivy's bets. That's, right. That's just not a good plan. Also, we get to be in position. So, you know, if we improve, that'd be great. And we can uh, make sure lots of money goes in. 
something that you said there made me think it would be really bad if Poke was almost always checking that specific dry flop that he would fold king nine here on the turn. Fair point. That's bad, right? Like Probably you're just gonna bad. raise king nine and and check and then fold the turn when Ivy bets, where he's like yeah. gonna bet a lot of the time. Yeah, that's a fair point. It's just king nine, such a like ugh in between sort of hand. Where I mean, I I guess I guess it's not too different than ace four, really. Like Ivy, I guess could be betting king queen once, but yeah, I mean that would be that would be lame. But he might also even check king queen himself, you know, thinking it's like maybe the best hand. Good enough sometimes, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't want to call with all of our, you know, bad showdownable hands, but we got to call with a lot of them here. Yes, I think we do. And King High may still be good enough. The King Nine, anyway, may may still be good enough. Maybe. I don't know. It's close. I, I like your point, though, of like, we could set ourselves up to be pretty exploitable. Yeah. All right. So Polk does call with the Ace Four. Seems like the right play. Yeah. Pot's now 284,000. The River is the Six of Clubs. So we're still like super deep here. Yes. Yes, we are. I like that. The river is the six of clubs. So what do you want to do as Phil now? You've been called on the turn. You have top pair. Six comes on the river. It's not a very scary card, no. except that four or five got there. That's it. Yeah. Um, I think we have a pretty clear bet as Phil. We don't have to bet. What are we trying to get called by? Ace high, a three, pocket sevens, pocket eights, pocket nines, you know, stuff like that. All the one pair of hands that are worse than ours, which really could exist. Do you think Poke will call with pocket nines? I think he probably will. Probably. Mm. I mean, the six coming is, is sort of bad for us betting, right? That's the one problem with the six coming. Yeah. Is that, like, we're so much more likely to have four or five than Doug, both because of, I believe, as I was saying, Ivy's got all of the combos and Doug doesn't. But second of all, if, we're, if we don't believe Doug is checking back all these, the flop 100% and instead is doing, like, betting his, betting his misses, betting his value, and checking the medium strength, that means he's betting four or five. Yes. So all of that means that as Ivy, we think we often have the best hand, but we may almost be over-repping our hand a little bit by betting. Right, because we have such a strong range at this point. Right. At the same point, every time Doug has these medium showdownable hands, he's just going to check them back, right? Yeah. So we can try and squeeze a little value out of it because we don't have very much to be afraid of ourselves. Like, Doug rarely has a straight here. Or a trips. He could have pocket sixes. Yeah. That's something he could really have. That would make sense. It would. But... Just not too much to be afraid of. So I think it depends on if we think... The thing is this, like, Doug almost never has a hand which has to bluff the river if we check. So I think that's a reason to bet, actually. He's almost never going to bet whenever we're ahead. Like, I think he almost always has a show, enough of a showdownable hand, he's just going to check it back. Okay. What those do you are, think? Those are reasonable points. Yeah, what do you think? I think you're probably right about most okay. of them. So, um, yeah, so I think it's a bet. All right, so that's what Ivy does. He bets 200K into 284. That's a big bet. Yep. So, I mean, it's not a huge bet. For tournaments, I guess it's a big bet. That is a really big it's like bet. like 70% of the pot. Yeah. You're right. You're right. That's it's a big a, bet. It's a really big bet. He's trying to polarize his range maybe a bit more than it is. Get yeah. called by... Although he does later say he meant to bet 175. That's right. He does say that. But, what, I mean, that's weird because yeah. the 25K chips are really different than the non-25K chips. How could you screw that up? Yeah. Anyway. He might have used 25K chips to bet the 200. Oh, it? you know what? That would do it completely, yeah. wouldn't it? All right. Whatever. So... Now Doug is in a bit of a spot. I mean, sure, we decided to check back with showdownable value on the flop. And on the turn, we called because we checked back with that showdownable hand. But Ivy's decided to bet twice. And this is the spot that you kind of get yourself in when you decide to check back with showdownable hands against tricky players like Ivy. Now you're in this kind of no man's land where it's like, well, I mean, I, I'm I mean, kind of underrepped in a way. 
They're not really very under yeah. You called the turn. You're not under Yeah. So like, this is one of the bottom. So I just one of the call worst and then, you can have. Then I fold every time he bets the river. I mean, then we set ourselves up to we should just be folding the turn. Right? Yeah. Because otherwise we're building a pot for him to steal. And then and if we're basically going to fold, I mean, it's just awful. It's an awful spot. If, if he's going to bet twice and we just know we're going to fold, if we don't improve, then we probably shouldn't be calling the turn. Period. Yeah. So we can't always fold here. Right. We have to call a fair amount of the time. Well, Polk doesn't fold and he doesn't call. Okay. So wait, wait, wait. He sings a song? Yes. He sings. Wait, I'm going to guess this. I'm going to get this. The Sound of Music. The Hills Are Alive? Yeah, sing it for me. The Hills Are Alive with the Sound of Music. That's great. Thank you. You asked. I know. I wish I, 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 re- I, I delivered. I wish I didn't. All right. So Polk is going to race. Yeah. He's going to make it 580K. The sizing seems pretty normal-ish. No, yeah, sure. That's fine. So let's talk about this. Okay. What is What is Polk trying to accomplish here? What is he saying? First of all, I want to say this comes back to the thing that I mentioned on the flop. It's going to matter a lot if Ivy thinks Polk is universally checking this flop or if Polk's betting those parts of his range that exactly. you think he might be betting. Exactly. Because if he's betting those parts of his range, this is a bad raise. Because he can't have four or five. Yeah. If he's if he's betting like four or five is a huge part of what he's trying to rep here. Agreed. He's, it's he's four trying to five, rep pocket sixes and ace a, deuce, basically, yeah, right? Like yeah, a deuce. Or maybe he has like king deuce, queen deuce suited in his range. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Is he I guess he's probably gonna raise those? King deuce suited on the button for sure. Yeah, because Ivy can be betting all his deuces. We have to like raise fold, right? King deuce suited. If Ivy moves in, yeah. That's awful, but I guess we have to do it. Yeah. Okay. I, and Ivy's probably not going to raise with 4-5 again. No, there's no way. Yeah, there's so no we'll way. just be worried about it. Because we can have pocket sixes. Yeah. Yeah, Ivy's never moving in with the worst hand if we raise king deuce suited because we can have pocket sixes very easily. Yes. I mean, he can have them too, but that's fine. Yeah. Since we can have them, if he doesn't have them, then we can. Yeah, I think Polk can rep trips here. Yeah. Trip deuces. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I agree. So that means he slow played a trip deuces on the turn, which is right. possible. And the deuce is the deuce makes more sense to me than four five for from an exploitative point of view as far as checking back the flop. Mm-hmm. Yes, because you know it's one of those spots where if you get raised, you just kind of have to fold or start heroing right away, and it sucks. Oh yeah, yeah. The deuce makes perfect sense. The four five is the hand you really want the guy to fold because you don't get there nearly enough, and you got five high. Yeah, yeah. Right. So now Ivy's decision is difficult, obviously. Yes. And it comes back to it all comes back to Doug Polk's flop check. Like, what is he checking the flop with? Right. Is he really checking this flop the majority of the time? Or is he only checking his flop, this flop with his, the middle of his range and right. betting the bottom and top? Right. Because if you're Ivy and you think it's the second thing, the latter, then we can eliminate so many hands that are a problem for us. Right. right. We eliminated the four fives, which is great. We can eliminate that. We could eliminate some other hands, too. Set that, of tens. Set of tens. We can eliminate less strong hands that Doug is going for really thin value with. I don't know if he'd be doing two, it. Two jacks, two queens, exactly. stuff like that. And if, he, if it's two jacks, then it could be ace ten as well because it plays the same ultimately. We block tens. That's yeah. the only problem. But he might be trying to squeeze out that value. I mean, that would like, be a pretty intense play considering that Ivy has four or five squarely in his range and he's not folding that. I agree. It's pretty unlikely. But maybe if we feel like Ivy just is like going for thin value a lot, we could try and squeeze a little out ourselves. Um, I probably wouldn't do it. I think I would just call unless I really knew that guy super well. Yeah. So I think you're probably right. He's not doing it. But I'm saying as Ivy, we can sort of 100% eliminate those hands if we think he's doing the latter kind of check on the flop. Right. right? So it's like I don't have to worry about the overpairs. I don't have to worry about tens. It's full houses, straights, and deuces, and that's it. All right. So 
I think what all this means is that Polk's raise is good if he is actually checking back the majority of his range on the flop. Right. And bad if he is betting the hands you expect somebody to bet on the flop. It's actually not straights, by the way. It's full houses and deuces. And the only full house then would be the sixes full. Right? Yeah. Or I guess six deuce, I guess, which is unlikely. Sure. To show up. But really, six is full or a deuce. That's all, we're, that's all we should be worried about is Ivy if Doug is betting the top of his range or in the bottom of his range or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Right. So that makes it a bad raise by Poke if that's the case. Because there's just not enough value there. There's not enough value there. But if Poke is genuinely checking back a ton of hands on the flop, then it makes it a better story. Right. It makes it a better story. That said, the only thing we could really put in the strong value is really 4-5 or five anyway, right? Yeah. Because I, I don't think he's going to raise an overpair. That seems very unlikely. No, I don't think so either. So, so it's just so it's the sixteen combos of four or five, which is something real. Oh, sorry, you sorry, think there's four combos. You only think there's four. So that's not. I mean, it's a little bit more. It's not a lot more. It's there's not. so many more deuces than there are four or five or pocket sixes. Are there? Aren't there? Ace deuce suited, king deuce suited. How how low does it go? I don't know. Maybe not a lot. Uh, four deuce suited. Would he? Would he ace open deuce him? off. He has ace deuce off. Yes. Um, he might have queen deuce suited. He might. I don't think he would go down to Jack Deuce. He might have four Deuce suited. Maybe. I guess maybe once in a while he has five Deuce suited. I don't know. Those are really questionable, but possible. So, we're, yeah. We, from so a traditional right. there's, not stand- that many, there's not that many Deuces. From a traditional standpoint, we're more worried about trips than 4-5 if we're Ivy. A problem for Polk's raise is that, like you said, Ivy has all 16 combos of 4-5 in his range. Really problematic. And He's- Ivy actually does have sixes in his range as well. He'll yeah. call and, uh, yeah, that's right. He could bet the turn. Yeah. Thinking like, I almost always have the best hand. Right. And then the river, it's like, hey, we did it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, he does. So I think that that's a big problem for Poke here, mm. making this raise. Do you okay. Think, do you think a big part of why he raises is that he blocks four or five? He has a four in his hand? That is a great question. That's got to be part of it. Yeah. It has to be. I, I, I think, um, Polk subscribes, as a GTO player, subscribes to the school of you really shouldn't be bluffing unless you have a blocker. I mean, not always they do they do it, but that's like a huge part of the bluffing strategy yeah. in No Limit for um, GTO, right? Right. On the river and stuff is you have a blocker, so that's that helps you decide when to bluff. So it's like, okay, I block four or five, but you don't block the nuts. If you had a six in your hand, that's not the nuts either, but that's a much better blocker to have. I th- well, I don't know if it's better. I guess there's more combos of four or five for Phil Ivy to have, so we, we knock out some of those. Maybe I'm just wrong. All right, we block four or five. That's pretty good. How about that? Yeah. We'll look at it that way. That might be the reason that he's doing it. That at the, sa- a, at the yeah. same point, it feels like Ivy has a range advantage in general here. Yeah, I agree. Which makes it a not great time to bluff. See, I, a problem I have with this is we're talking about pocket sixes as well. Mm-hmm. From Ivy's perspective, if Ivy's thinking more from an exploit perspective, sixes are a pretty clear bet for poke on the flop. Like there aren't any good cards in the deck for a six except for a, for sixes except for a six. Like we're gonna want to just mm. bet, bet that flop most of the time. Yeah, that's probably true. So if we don't think he has sixes or all the sixes, and we don't think he has four five, that means we're down to just a deuce. Yeah. So that's nice for us as Phil Ivy for sure. Right. And like you said, it's a little bit thin to raise a deuce because Ivy has four five squarely in his range. Yeah. So if Ivy's thinking that way, calling makes sense. I mean, you could raise ace deuce though because you're like, I hope he has the other deuce. Yeah. Like, and I'll fold it. And, and four five isn't going to re-raise me anyway because the board's paired. True. And you just have to get more value for it. I think you have to. Yeah. I think you have to. And it's okay. Sometimes he beats you and you're like, he's like, I have a straight. You're like, nice hand. Yeah, fair enough. So 
Okay. What are the bluffs then, though, that Poke has? That's that's the next. Really question. hard to come up with some bluffs here, right? Right. It's interesting because he's turning a showdownable hand into a bluff, and that makes it hard to think of what the bluffs are because he had to get here in a showdownable hand type of way. Yeah. It's really hard to come up with bluffs. He can have ace five. He can have ace four. He can have. But you would expect him to call or fold with those. On the river. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Can we come up with anything that we wouldn't expect that we that is a bluff that we'd expect him to not call or fold? I mean, he called the turn, so it's just hard to come up with anything. There's no obvious draw except uh, for four or five, which gets well, there, right? Well, actually, the turn brings a second heart. Oh, that's better. Yep. So, so we, he can have hearts. Yeah. So now he has all the hearts as potential bluffs. Yeah, that helps a lot. It's so much. He checked and then he called and then he bluffed. Yeah, maybe. Okay, that's that's the bluffs. The heart, the bluffs are missed hearts that have a blocker or don't have a blocker, and yeah. it's just bluffing anyway. Yeah, that's better. Okay, the second heart. Otherwise, it's really a really weird spot for Ivy. If you can't come up with bluffs, you usually shouldn't call. Yeah, but now we can clearly come up with some. Yeah, and if we don't believe Poke's story because either we don't know Poke is GTO or we're right and Poke is actually betting certain portions of his range on the flop and four five would be included in that, and pocket sixes would probably be included in that too. Then we should call. Yeah. Okay. You agree with that? I think so. I think so. This is still a really, you know, not great spot for Ivy. Oh, no. We don't have a good part of our range here with 10-9. Right. Like, we just have, like, enough of our range. Because we have trip deuces in our range, and we have 4-5 in our range. Right. And we have pocket sixes in our range. Right. So and this we have is pocket w- threes in our range, by the way. Yes. So this is way down the list, really. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I better tens in our range too. We have that. better tens. Yeah. So if it's like close, we start to look at well, which tens are we calling with? Which yeah. ones are we folding? Not because some of them win and some of them lose, but because we have to find a cutoff point. Right. Right. Um, so I guess if Ivy's sitting there, he's able to eliminate sixes. He's able to eliminate four or five. He thinks there aren't that many deuces. He thinks there are a lot of hearts, missed hearts. Um, maybe he thinks like it's ace deuce, maybe king deuce suited, and that's it for the deuces. Maybe Ivy's sitting there thinking that. Yeah, maybe. And he's thinking it's not a straight, it's not it's not a full house almost ever. What's he doing it with? Mr. Hearts makes sense. Yeah. I call a lot. Maybe maybe Ivy's maybe Ivy being an exploitative player also isn't thinking like, well, there are better tens. Maybe he's like, Well, I can call with I can hero with everything. Right. Like I just hero because yeah. it doesn't make sense. And I fold everything that does make if he if it if he told a better story, if it made more sense, I would fold most of my range. But since since that's not the case, I can call with pretty much my entire showdownable range. So I think this is maybe a problem that Doug Polk has here is that he uh, he needs Ivy to be thinking on the level of GTO that Doug is and understand that Doug is doing it yeah. in order to make this raise work. Yeah. Which I don't know if you can expect all of that. I don't know if they've played en- enough together to know that. Like Clearly, Ivy's a smart guy and he can figure stuff like that out. But it's possible that Ivy has no idea that's what's going on with Polk and that makes it tougher to get this through. The other thing I'm aware of is I think it was at, it may have been at the same uh, Aussie Millions. I'm not sure if it was 2015 or not, where Polk did that big check raise against Patrick Antonius. That was in a cash game. Yeah, no, yeah. I know. Um, but where he raised the river. Yeah. And after Patrick had raised the turn, right? It was like pretty pretty incredible. Yeah. Patrick flopped the straight, Doug flopped two pair, but got counterfeited immediately on the turn and uh, raised the river anyway. And um, I wonder if. Phil Ivey also knows that Doug likes to raise the river and doesn't and doesn't have to have it. Unlike a lot of players, yeah, they're much more likely to have it. Like raising raises on the river, like for example, at a World Series final table, pretty much never happen. No, they don't. Maybe Jonathan Jaffe can do it, but like almost no one else can do it as a right. bluff, right? But like we know, if if we're Phil Ivey, we're good friends with Patrick. If this hand has already happened, or if it happened in previous years, because I don't know what when that was. 
then we might think like, I know Doug is capable. And that's a very memorable hand, right? I know he's capable of raising the river and not having a real hand here. Yeah, that doesn't help Poke either. That that hurts him a little bit. So it's possible his image hurts it, like makes it a little easier for Phil to right. So I guess it all it all just comes back to the flop checking range, what it is, mm. and if Ivy knows that or believes it. Right. Right? And I guess he doesn't because Ivy calls. He does call, and it's interesting. He calls and then looks a little surprised that he wins. Yeah. It's almost like he's like, I'm getting just a good enough price, I call. Or like, or this is just, it's too exploitable for me to fold, I call, whatever. But he looks really surprised when, when Dunk turns over the ace four anyway. Oh, maybe also because it's not two hearts. He's like, oh. Yeah. But he's really surprised that that's the hand. Right. Not, not in like a you suck kind of a way. No. Just like in a, oh, whoa, whoa. Oh, well, I'm glad know. I win. Yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, that's interesting. And I mean, he's getting a pretty good price, by the way. It's 380 more. Mm-hmm. Um, there was 284 in the pot before Ivy bet 200. So There's 484. It's uh, like 1.05 million. Yeah. Yeah, to win. 380. The other way around. Or 380 yeah. to win 1.05 million. Yeah, so it's almost 3 to 1. Yeah. So that's good. Of course, the problem is, you know. The fact that the heart came on the turn helps. If the heart doesn't come on the turn, it might not be the right price. I agree. I think we probably have to fold because, like, as Ivy, I'd really struggle to come up with bluffs. Yeah. Really, really struggle. And that's actually, I mean, that's to Doug Polk's credit in a way. Mm-hmm. The struggling to come up with bluffs thing. That's something that GTO tries to accomplish. Like, you can't really figure out what the value and what the bluffs are because all things are played the same way in the same situations. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. I guess maybe Polk also feels like when that six hits, he just can't call because the str- all the straight stuff gets there. If it's, Ivy had a gutter, he hits the six. If Ivy had a four five, he gets there. And obviously the four five isn't going to fold if we raise no, it. No, no chance. The six really, you'd, you'd expect the six would fold, the pair of sixes. Absolutely. Right? Five, six, and six, seven, and four, six. We just think they're going to fold. But Ivy has more tens in his range than sixes. Polk is clearly targeting a ten. Like, I think he's ho- hoping a 10 will fold, not necessarily targeting a 10 specifically, but he's not making this raise if he thinks a 10 is going to call a lot. Oh, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And honestly, like, watching it the first time, I was surprised Phil called with this hand. Now, as we talk it through, it makes a lot more sense to me. But, like, a quick examination, it's like, wow, that's a, like, I mean, you're never beating any value. We know that. So it's hard to call when you beat no value. Not I, impossible, but it's hard. I guess the hand plays out differently if Doug bets the flop. But if Doug bets the flop... He gets to win this hand more of the time, I think. You do? He's going to have to barrel three times to win. I don't think he's going to do it. Well, if he bets the flop, it goes check-check on the turn, and Ivy bets the river. Yeah. Doug can tell a better story about having a strong hand in Ivy's mind. But, yeah, um, maybe. But he might also be more apt to not try and make a play if it goes bet call. Right. Okay, but right? Cause, like, cause Ivy is we're now going to my very something. specific theory land yeah. where, where Doug bets the flop, it goes check-check on the turn, Ivy bets the river and Doug raises. That's right. the story that says six is full or four, four five, five yeah. a lot more. Six is full. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. That's true. That's true. But this time it didn't work out for Doug. It was probably a pretty good, pretty cool play, but maybe maybe he just chose the wrong guy to do it against. I mean, the two hands we've done recently that are Doug Polk raised the river hands at the Aussie Millions, which we've done. Yeah, interesting. Both but- of them against you know the best players in the world, and neither time did it work. But both times it really could have. Yeah, based on the hands they had and the situation and the whole thing. I mean, Patrick had flopped to straight, but the board was paired, and it was a huge spot. I mean, it was a ginormous raise. Doug, that time. Doug raised to three hundred eighty thousand or something. Yeah, that's like actual money. Yeah, not, not tournament units or anything. Like, these are really tough spots that he's putting both these guys in. They just both called because. They know to call. Like they know, they know in the end they're supposed to call these spots, I guess. And they, yeah, I and, guess. They, and they're willing to do it. That's the other thing. Right. A lot of people know they're supposed to call and don't. Yeah. Right. And that makes them not good poker players, also, or like not as good as they could be. Or you could say. be like Daniel Negreanu and know you're supposed to fold and call anyway. Yeah. 
There's Although that. it's not, uh, there's there's value in that for Daniel anyway. Right? There's right. a meta value, meta game value for sure. Sure, like, people are less likely to bluff him because everyone thinks he calls all the time, and he knows that. Well, then he should stop calling. That's a fair point, and he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? All right. Well, that was kind of neat. Good yeah. job, Phil, figuring that one out. Or yeah, good job. I don't know if he figured it out or just was like, I'm going to put the money in because I don't know because of his look after he got after he called and was right. You know. I mean, I think I find a fold there probably. I, I don't have 45 minutes to think this whole thing. Oh, through. you don't really think you're winning, obviously. I mean, I might even check the river to give Doug a chance to bluff his missed hearts. You know. I wonder but what Phil's happens going for if Ivy checks the river. I bet Doug just checks back and yeah. hopes he's good. Yeah, he's like maybe Phil's just giving up. Yeah. On stuff that'd be great. Although I'd be worried that Phil hit a six, but I'd also be worried I can't get him off it now. Right, just check. He's no, checking the, unless call. I bet like pot and a half, you know. Right, he's checking a call and he's 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 managed the pot well and like we're too deep. Like it's not gonna work. Yep. All right. Well,